Settle down, gentlemen, settle down. I would like to welcome you to the final meeting of the Walt Disney Company for 2015, and I greatly look forward to all that awaits the company in 2016. For those of you who do not know, we are the, uh, I, I mean, I am the secret overlord of the Walt Disney Company, Henry Jekyll Two-Face, and today I will be presenting all of our plans for the coming year. Now, some of you may have noticed that I have two heads, but rest assured, I am just one person. I am definitely not a pair of conjoined twins that's been faking being one person for tax reasons. Wait, we're not? Shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't ruin the illusion. Oh, right. Sorry. Now, it's been brought to my attention that we need to make some changes with the Muppet Studio, and I, for one, am a big fan of the Muppets. Oh, I hate the Muppets. Uh, uh, yes. I both love and hate the Muppets, because I'm just one person. Now, as far as their TV show goes, I know it's been struggling with the ratings, but I believe we should bring it back for another season. I don't know, I think we should cancel hey, it. Come on, righty, we said, we talked about this, we said I would be doing the talking. Uh, uh, yes, yes, that's right, folks, I think we should cancel the Muppet Show. When I said we should bring the Muppet Show back, I meant we should bring back that other Muppet Show, Muppet... Um, Muppet Babies. Yes, we are bringing back Muppet Babies, but canceling the ABC show. That's what I meant. Also, I really think we should expand their presence in the media and really saturate the market uh, with these characters, which is why we've arranged for Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem to play at a big music festival and for the rest of the Muppet Gang to lead the 2016 Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, we see the Muppets everywhere. They're always all over the internet anyway, so why do we... All right, you do the talking, right? <sighs> Thanks. Uh, yes, yes, we're already seeing the Muppets everywhere online, which is why I guess apparently what I'm trying to say is that we're pulling the YouTube videos they shot. I suppose we really didn't need those, and I guess we'll also be cutting back on the Muppets' presence in the Disney parks. Ooh, I actually like their stuff in the parks. I think we could really expand it. Uh, yes, yes, we should expand their presence in the Disney parks as well. When I said we would cut their presence in the parks, I meant we would cut them out of Disneyland. But in Disney World, we're going to do a lot more stuff with the Muppets. That's what I guess I meant. I'm not sure what we gain from any of this financially, but I'm sure this whole thing will at least drive that Steve Swanson guy crazy, so we'll have that to look forward to. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Muppet News Flash Podcast. That's right, we are back with episode number two or three or something like that, and it's a pleasure to be here. In times such as this, when news about the, you know, the real world, stuff like the American presidential election just makes me want to cry, it's so important that we can pretend Muppet News is the only news that matters. Tonight I'll be covering some of the top stories from the Muppet world, but I can't do it alone. That's right, joining me is my longtime co-host and conspirator, Steve Swanson. Howdy, Steven. <clears throat> yes, hello. Good evening, JD. Good to be here with you in times like this because you can't do it alone. Okay, great. Way to, uh, way to just one-up me there with this newsman professionalism that I have I'm yet to I'm Steve Swanson, and here's the news tonight. Right, exactly. How am I doing? Is, it, is this good? No. Oh, darn. It's not it's not particularly interesting, I don't think, because well. news news people have such a stiff way of talking. You gotta talk like the Muppet Newsman. He doesn't talk like any real journalist. It's just you know, I've never really seen myself. You know, stuff like that. Well, 
whenever that was. But I, I've never really seen myself as the uh, as the straight. I've always been the colored guy here. You know, I've always been the guy who's like throwing the zingers. Uh-huh. I'm like more of a sports commentator than a, new, a news commentator, which for the Muppets, I think works pretty well. Yes, that works very well indeed. So I've got a few stories that we can talk about in Muppet News. Doing things like interrupting you, that's one of the things that I'm really good at. That's what you're really good at. You know, I was just re-listening to, I think about the first hour or so of our Star Wars podcast. Oh, no. And uh, your interrupting me did get on my nerves. I mean, what, what, what... Because there were a few times when it was deliberate, you were just doing it to annoy me. I think what... I don't know what you're talking about there. I mean, I think what I've bug- gone back and listened to it recently... Now you're just waiting. And I don't really hear what you're talking about. Okay. I'm just, I'm sorry. Now, how recently have you listened to it? Listened to it in all seriousness? Um, you know, it it was probably maybe a few months ago that I I was uh, I was playing, I was actually playing your show for a friend of mine. And so I was kind of looping through some of the more important shows, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah. Wait, how, how many were you going through? You make it sound like they were all just two-minute episodes that you found no and well we were on sort of a long drive mm. um we were driving to to las vegas from here in uh, from california so i think i played oh yeah let's hear this let's hear steve Art. swanson's picks for the best episodes of 11.5 oh, jd hansel's work yeah um well the, the two that i can name right off the top of my head one will of course be that star wars episode but then the other is the muppet cast parody mm-hmm. uh, because i'm involved hmm. and uh let's see i think i picked just one of the random let's talk muppets episodes that we did because those were all pretty good yeah just about every episode of let's talk muppets is one of my better podcast productions I'd say. i was very proud of that body of work i'm yes. very proud of let's talk muppets as well the one thing that bugged me when i was listening to the star wars show is by gosh, do I have trouble with sentence structure sometimes. I mean, I try. You mean ending them? Is that what you mean? Something like that, yes. <laughs> I know. It's not so much that. It's that I get very, very lost in my words. I very frequently... It's funny, I do that too, have yeah. ...have way too much to say in a very short amount of time, and my mind just kind of goes. Like, everything that comes I, to mind yeah. kind of spews out of my mouth at times. And I really felt like it happened in that episode. I could have been a little bit more professional, but overall, the Star Wars show is a delight. And the running gag with the, um, what well, it was the interruptions whenever we got off topic from the management of MuppetHub.com, which was weird because that was not a MuppetHub.com production. So I don't know how on earth he ended up having dominion over that. The one thing that I'm hoping and that I'm planning on is that with this show, we're not going to need any interruptions like that. We're going to stay completely on topic and... Greetings from the management of MuppetHub.com. Now, I didn't really have any need to interrupt here. I'm just doing this to bug JD. It's really, really fun interrupting him. You should try it sometime. And at no point will we be resorting to any cheap 3D tricks. Of course. Anyway, I think what we were trying to say before we got off topic is <laughs> that we have a few Muppet news stories to go through. I'm going to start with the news from the Disney sphere of the Muppet world, and then I'll move on to some other things. And I think we also have some fun segments to throw in as well. So without further ado, here is the Disney Muppets Studio News. The Disney sphere! I'll find a jingle for that somewhere, somehow. Thank you. Um, All right. Thank you for adding that. And so, first off, we have to talk about this. They're rebooting Muppet Babies. 
And remember Muppet Babies? Oh, I remember. Oh, oh, terrible. Is everything all right it's a in terrible here? Li- no, have you? Well, I, so it's funny because I've been watching South Park this season. Man, you blew it. And and yeah, but that's exactly what they've been talking about this whole season is how everything just gets rebooting uh gets a rebooting everything is derivative of you know an earlier version of itself there aren't really a lot of new ideas and this is just the most recent thing that's happened with that i mean it's i love muppet babies and i'm really worried that they're going to ruin the muppet babies mm. well how many things okay. that have been rebooted have actually come back and been a better version of the old thing or at least as good star trek Definitely, I will give you Star Trek. Okay. Um, uh, Mad Star Max. Wars. What about Mad Max? Uh, Mad. Okay. Um, you know what? In all honesty, I didn't see Mad Max, either the earlier version or this one, so I can't tell you. I, okay. Some people did seem to like it, so maybe that's a good one. Let's see. Certainly not Jungle Book. Uh, not. Let's see. Land of the Lost. Yeah. Sigmund so, the Sea Monster. So I, I understand yeah. your point. Of course, not everything that is a reboot is going... Okay, most of the things that are reboots are not going to be considered as good as the originals. Okay. And they're not going to try now, to make this as good. That's what I really worry about, that they're not going to try to make this as good. Well, you know, they um, have because, added a character. Well, they've added a character, but that's not even what I'm talking about. What I'm, what I'm talking about is that was such a creative show. All right. It, it followed the imaginations of these little Muppet babies, and it went in literally every kind of direction you could possibly go. It used a lot of film clips, a lot of music. Uh, it, you know, as a cartoon, and for me, and feel free to disagree and tell me if I'm way off base here, but it's on a level of, say, like an Animaniacs, where there's just a lot of talent in the room and some great stuff happening, and I can go back and watch it now, as I've watched some of the other cartoons that we all grew up with, now a lot of those aren't really as good as we remember them. Like, when we were little kids, these things were great. A lot of times, you know, nine times out of ten, watching some of those old shows now, you go, oh, okay, maybe that wasn't really as good. I liked it because that's what was on, and as an adult, I like it because I remember it. Okay. Uh, Muppet Babies is one of those that I go back and go, you know what? That really was good. That actually holds up. And I'm worried that they're going to make a lazy version. I know everything is CGI, so I mean, I get that that's what most of animation is now. But I'm worried that it's going to be on Disney Junior, and they're going to take something as really cool as the Muppet Babies and turn it into like a preschoolified Mickey Mouse Clubhouse version of this property. That's what cannot happen. Okay. Now, I understand your concern. I'd like to propose just a few things, though. Uh, the first of which is that I think reboots are sort of a necessity of just where the film industry is right now and where the TV industry is right now. I think that in a genre system, like the classical Hollywood system, you basically keep making movies in a genre until you run out of interesting variations on that genre. When the genre can't be varied anymore without ceasing to become the genre, then the last thing to happen for that genre is for it to be parodied. And then usually at that point, 
it's gone about everywhere that it can go. It dies for a while and then very often gets revived once there is new technology. Right now where we are is we've had a lot of genres come through in TV and film. They've been very popular for a while, like the Western, then died out, got parodied by Mel Brooks, <laughs> got revived in one way or another. And, and you know, the Western is still in some ways getting revived today with that um, Westworld show I keep hearing about. But overall, a lot of the old genres are done. And so it seems as though what's interesting to Hollywood and television right now is to take properties and franchises and treat them as genres, as something that you just keep varying and varying in different ways until you run out of ways um, to play with them and to make a new form of them. So I think that franchises like the Muppets have become the new genres um, and Hollywood and television are exploring working in a franchise system rather than just a genre system. Now that is going to have mixed results and a lot of those results I think will be bad um, but it gives you a different way of looking at things once you see it that way and see that there may be room uh, for some good variations. Another well, and that's that, that's true. That's true. Uh, and and I don't want to interrupt you here, but I want to sort of yes, you give do. you something else to consider. No, I, I really don't. Uh, I want to give you something else to consider as you're kind of mulling this over and talking about it. So, you have Disney, the one of the powerhouses of creative ideas in our culture, and Disney can't think of anything else more creative than just taking old franchises. And rebooting them, they don't have any new stories to tell. I'm sorry. How many fairy tales can you think of that Disney has not yet made into an animated film? Well, I know, but we're talking about this has already been a TV show. I mean, it's it's already had its run, and it had a great one, and it's got. I mean, it, it's not like it was. Uh, I, I don't know. I just think this is something that. Uh, yes, you're right. In this is case, better untouched. This is this is something. This is an area where they're just. I think just going the safe route, which is what reboots usually are, taking that's that's my problem with yeah, them. Yeah, it's it's too safe. I don't think people are going to be very happy with it unless they get particularly creative with it. Um, actually, I'm not entirely sure what all the details are of it. Um, let me see if there's anything in the reports that I have here. All right. While you're looking, well, uh, I I can I can that. read through what Muppet Mindset has said or what Tough Pigs has said or something like that. If let's you're do, I was gonna say let's do that because there's been some really good writing and opining on this already, uh, and it can certainly add to our discussion right here, and it should. Right. Okay. Um. So from Tough Pigs, they did an early report when they weren't entirely sure when it wasn't totally confirmed yet that this was happening. Um. They said, We have learned through some trusted sources that Muppet Babies may be returning to TV. Disney Junior is in pre-production for the series, which will feature computer animation and an adult voice cast. It's worth noting that this doesn't mean we'll definitely be seeing Muppet Babies on our televisions anytime soon, or at all for that matter, just that the idea is definitely being worked out. Now, of course, we know that's not uh, the case. Then we've got the character descriptions here. And... No signs yet of Ralph, Scooter, or Skeeter, or Bunsen, Beaker, or Bean. We don't know about them yet. Well, Bunsen, uh, Beaker, and Bean can be left out. Okay. Uh, wow. 
Really? With Bean? Well, too? okay. Well, the, the reason, no, the reason I say that is because Bean wasn't even brought in until, like, what, the final season? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even developed as a character for the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. But it needs to be, I mean, if you're going to do it the way that I would like to see it done, which, of course, I just said, I would rather not see it done. But if you're going to do it, um, you know, do it the right way. Use those same that same group of characters. What is? Uh, let me see if I can name them off the top of my head. Was it Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, Scooter, Skeeter, Animal? Am I missing anyone? I think there's Ralph. just one more Ralph. Yeah. Then after that, yeah. of course, is the character Nanny. Um, and then Nanny. Yeah. Now, and, and really, as long as you have that core group, I'm, yeah. Okay, you've got some great technology. You are a very creative company. You're going to have some good storytellers and hopefully a little bit of money behind this thing. So, if you're going to do it, fine, go nuts. But let's let's really make sure that this is a good product and not just not just another Disney Junior show. Which I can't tell you three shows that are on Disney Junior because I don't have any kids. Uh, but there was a time when Disney Channel's shows really stood out a lot more than they do now because there's so much competition. There's so much choice out there. I'm really worried that this is just going to fade into the fabric mm. of everything else that's out there, you know, yeah. whereas the first time around, this show really stood out. Now, another thing I should say about the new show is that Nanny is going to be revamped as the younger, hipper Miss Nanny. No. Yeah. Say you made that I up. I didn't make that up. Uh, oh, see, we're, also, we're done. We're, also, we're done. We're getting a new character whose name is Bobby Baba, which is a sheep. This is a new female Muppet. Um, doesn't seem to be based on any previous characters. And I don't know of anything else that's particularly significant about this, um, other than they do intend to keep up the mixed animation style that's remembered from the original series. Yes. So there will be some presence of that, but I don't know just how far they'll go with it. I mean, you know what? Nothing in life makes me happier than being proven wrong. Okay. If if this turns out to be a great show, I will very very happily watch it. And I'll be really happy that it's out there. I just kind of have this weird feeling yeah. that this isn't going to be the show that we want to see. Now, I, I got to say, I can't talk about this as passionately as I would like to because I didn't grow up with Muppet Babies. I mean, there I caught a few episodes on a VHS tape when I was a kid, thought it was fine, wasn't wild about it. When I came back to Muppet Babies later, I've tried to watch some episodes on YouTube, can't really get into it. A lot of the writing of the dialogue, while it's visually a very creative show, a lot of the writing of the dialogue just doesn't grab me. It seems like oh, how dare it's you. a lot How of the writing, dare you, a sir? A lot of the writing of the dialogue just seems like regular cheap 80s kid show dialogue but you know what but just get out of here apart from that there's a lot of creativity there like when uh i think one of them was dressed as spider-man and talked to the real stan lee as he was writing the comic that the character was in or something like that and weird stuff like that i really appreciate so there's a lot of creativity in Muppet Babies that I do appreciate, and I hope that they'll keep that up. But apart from that, I just don't see what it is about Muppet Babies that really makes it an exceptionally Muppety production, or even a particularly funny one. I didn't grow well, up with it. That's just your fault. I don't have the. Nis- I, that's I didn't, your fault, sir. I did sir. not choose when I was born. Okay, so, and I can also say it's not. It's not for me just because it's a Muppet property. Hmm. Right, because I'm not a huge fan 
of the Fraggle Rock animated series. Oh yeah, I um, never. It's watched okay. That. I never watched right. it. Right. I mean, I watched it as a kid because I, w- I was a kid in the '80s, you know. So that's what was on Saturday mornings yeah. back when there were Saturday morning cartoons. But I did watch it, you and it was fine at the time. Someone personally robbed you of that. <sighs> you think that there aren't some form of animated TV shows on on Saturday mornings? Here's the problem, though. It's every morning cartoons. I mean, there are whole channels devoted to it, and I get it that there's now endless hours of entertainment. You don't even have to schedule time slots anymore. It can just be on Amazon or Netflix or whatever the heck it is. Is it okay if people DVR it and then watch it later? Maybe even later in the week? No, I don't like that. It's there! <laughs> See it! When I was a little kid, we used to use these fireside chats. We, we heard FDR. Nobody ever... VDR, FDR. <laughs> but at the same time, there was there was something kind of beautiful about that scarcity, and that you only had these limited resources, and so whatever was on the airwaves had to be of some kind of quality. Now, also, when I was a kid in the '80s, cable was the the coming thing, so that you know there were there were more channels than just three. I don't want to you know paint that picture necessarily, but. There was a beauty in that kind of scarcity and having to use your resources wisely. Now, and this is another reason, folks, why I'm kind of nervous about this, is because, you know, if this doesn't work, eh, we'll make half of a season and then throw it in the trash. And then that sort of tarnishes for people like me who grew up with this and who want a show like this to succeed if they're going to make it, because we'd like to pass it down to our kids, uh, those of us who have kids. They're, they're kind of taking that away. You know, they're sort of, it's not like they're taking the show that was and diminishing that legacy necessarily, but you just don't want to see them take something that they could really kind of mess up. Think back to uh, when ABC first announced that they were going to do this new Muppets series. We were all really, really happy about that. Um, and rightly so, because they're taking the characters and they're doing something different. And they very clearly said, we're going to do something new and different with these characters. Is there okay? You finally reached a period. Goodness, I thought I had bad run-on sentences. Well, hold, I know, but to, to my knowledge, they didn't do that with this. Um, I mean, they, they've said they're going to add a character, and that's fine. But um, I don't. It's it's kind of hard to explain. But I don't. Tell me if I'm the only person in the room who feels like this, uh, folks. It, I, I I was more comfortable with them making a new Muppets series than I am with them making a new Muppet Babies series. Yeah, okay, that's fair. My one, my only complaint about all this is that they haven't released Muppet Babies on DVD or Blu-ray or Netflix or anything like that. That's so also I true. can't yeah. see yeah. the original series in decent quality for comparison. And I would happily wait another 10 years for the release of the new Muppet Babies show if I got the old show on DVD just so I had time to catch up because I'm so far behind in this one big area oh. of Muppet history. I am so it was such a beautiful ignorant show. of this show, and I hate that. I want to be knowledgeable about this, because it's Muppet Babies. It's a big deal. Yeah. But there's not much I like can it's, do about it's it. It's not puppets, but I think most of us count it among like, the traditional Muppet canon. Like it just It's part of the Muppets, even though it was a cartoon. Not canon, but certainly a part of the you know legacy. Right. Not a canon. Maybe a, a rifle or a, a blunderbuss. I don't know. You know, speaking of that... Yeah. You know, you know what else had a lot of cannons? What else? Great moments in American history. Now it did. It did. Yes, yes because because you know, soldiers and weapons and stuff. Anyway, uh, from the Muppet mindset, 
As Paul Revere rode through Concord at midnight, his cries could be heard throughout the land. The Muppets are coming! The Muppets are coming! And the colonies awoke, and Paul was revered, waka waka, as a hero for saving them from the impending karate chops and rubber chickens, or at least that's approximately how it happened. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a few months after being announced, yesterday the world got to see the Muppets present great moments in American history, wherein Sam Eagle leads the charge educating visitors to Walt Disney World about the Declaration of Independence, and the midnight ride of Paul Revere, with a little help from Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, and a couple of chickens. Who wrote that? Is that Jared? That was Jared, yeah. That was really good. You can you can go and pat him on the head the next time you're yeah. in Australia. Good job, Jared. Delighted cheering. <laughs> oh, no, this is a great show. Uh, have you seen the video? Of course oh, yeah, seen I've seen video. some video. All right, yes, this... This looks like the kind of thing that they should be doing in the parks with Muppets. This is, I mean, it's a live Muppet show. Now, mm-hmm. you, granted, you can't walk up to Kermit the Frog after the show and talk to him necessarily, but you get to see the the actual Muppets, and they are the actual Muppets, More in the park doing their thing. No, because a lot of, it's not just because it's the voices. Um, it's because a lot of the performers, the puppeteers, are people who actually JD you and I know some of them uh, they've worked in Atlanta they've worked in New York and they've worked their way to Florida because they because of they have some association with the the other Muppet performers so they get the technique they understand what they're doing they understand kind of uh, why it's important you know and so you you look at uh, Sam Eagle and he moves like Sam Eagle mm-hmm. moves. Yeah. It's not like, and I don't want to take anything away from anyone, but it's not how some college kid who's a music major, I can say that because I was a music major in college, it's not like some kid who is a music major goes down to play with puppets for a summer as part of the CP program. This is someone puppeteering the characters who actually knows and cares about the characters, and they're doing a really good job of that. Yes, I would say that what we're seeing what we're what we're seeing here is people who do care to do a good job with these characters and are doing a good job at making these characters feel real, at least as far as the performing yeah. goes. The performances are solid. I think that the interactions with the host work pretty well. This uh, James J. There's J. some Jefferson really good character. people. There's some really good people involved with this show, uh, with directing it especially. Um, you and I know some of the folks who did that, who helped put it together and design everything and write some of the material. And um, Yeah, do we know yeah, who put just, this together exactly? We, we do, and it, it doesn't matter that we say it right now, but yeah, we, we do. Um, but everything was just done the right way. It's a really cute show. I hope it's there for a long time. One of the things that I appreciate about it is that they clearly were careful to make sure that the illusion that these are the real Muppets wasn't broken. Because it could easily be broken if they had done so much as have the show down on, uh, well, down on the level of the people so that someone could, in theory, run past a security guard and go touch it or look over. Uh No, there's no way that you're going to be able to see what's behind the windows way up in that building. Um... And if something weird happens, like, you know, an eyeball pops off one of the puppets, on the upside, at least it's way up high. Was that a Walking Dead reference? No, no. Actually, I've seen (laughs) video of, um, there was like a a cruise, a Disney cruise, and the Mickey Mouse costume had a malfunction. You're kidding. And 
the black part of one of Mickey's eyes, the pupil, I mean, fell through into the head of the costume, and Mickey's just holding oh. his hand over that eye because the whole illusion is shattered, um, and he's trying not to blow it. And so if something crazy like that were to happen with this show, uh, the way that one of the characters lost a pupil in the any old iron number of The Muppet Show, so we know this can happen to puppets, uh, to professionally made Muppets, then at least it's far away, it's far up, it's in the distance. I think it's very important that they're up in the distance just because I honestly don't like these puppets. I just don't think that they look quite as much... They don't look close enough to the real deal so that even in a video of them shot on a crummy phone from several, several feet away, I can still tell I'm not looking at the real puppets. They actually look more like um, someone used the Disney Store plush dolls as their model when designing the puppets rather than the Oh, come on! Just, just... You're just being ornery. You don't mean that. I, I'm being a little bit over the top. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I really do feel like they have more of a plush doll feeling than a Muppety feeling to them. They really? function. They function really well. Like, they yeah. are clearly as performable as the regular Muppets. It's just, as far as the texture goes, I'm just not buying it. They just don't feel okay, like Okay, but really why do you think me. they did that? Why do you think they did that? Because it's cheap. No. Why do you think? Actually, it's probably, it's probably more expensive to build these characters because they have to build them to be durable for anyone to just throw their hand in the puppet and it's got to be used it's got to be performed what two three times a day mm. um under orlando florida heat and humidity conditions so these are outdoor puppets these aren't under the protective you know lights and rooftops of a studio these have and, and they're they're larger They've got to be bigger than the normal puppets. Have you ever seen a Muppet in person? I know you have. Yes, I have. And they're not many all that large. And it's true. They're, they're the surprisingly Piggy, small. The real Miss Piggy is surprisingly very small. Right. They so they have to make them a little bit larger than life so that crowds can see them too. So there's a lot of differences that go into these puppets, but in my mind, these are just as much Muppet characters, Muppet puppets. I guess we can just. We can just drop the fourth wall and say they're they're just as much Muppet puppets as the one that Steve Whitmire and Eric Jacobson and Dave Goals and all those guys use. Mm, okay, all right. You've you've made a very good argument, and I appreciate it. I think in some ways you've actually just kind of schooled me right now. So good. Uh, well, good okay, job. no, I, and that that might be true. But think of it this way too. And you and I both heard Steve Whitmire talk very passionately about this. Yeah. Um, when he gets to kind of preaching about this, and I'm I'm right there in the congregation. Uh, Kermit the Frog is a character, but he's also an idea. Okay. Uh, the difference between Kermit the Frog and some of the other Disney characters is Kermit the Frog, if typically has one performer. Now we're talking about an instance where he doesn't have one performer. Um, he has one voice still, and if you meet Kermit the Frog while he's with Steve Whitmire, and then you meet him again a couple days later, Kermit the Frog still remembers that he met you, yeah. whereas Cinderella might not. Yeah. I think I've talked about this on the Muppet You've Cast, too. You've talked about it many, 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 many times. Right, so there's, no, there's really no need to belabor the point here, but um, Kermit the Frog is a personality, and he is still captured very well in this new show. So that yeah. that's why I say these are as much the Muppets as any other version of the Muppets that we see. Okay, that is fair. That is fair. Well, you know what All else right. is going on in Disney World? Hmm. Uh, we have the opening of Pizza Rizzo, 
I we have the opening of Pizza Rizzo November 18th. November yes. 18th, that's the date. I wasn't finding it here in my notes, even though I thought I noted the date. But yeah, we also seem to have a menu because it should have personal-sized pizzas. Oh, we have a menu? Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, at least to some extent. We have some menu items. Um, let's see. Entrees will be served with a side Caesar salad, include a personal-sized pizza are... pies, available in uh, four uh, varieties. As you're reading through that. Yeah. As you're reading through that, um, there are, well, many a Disney podcast out there who are going to try to convince you that the pizza served at Pizza Rizzo is such a fantastic value and it's the best pizza you'll ever have for the money, and none of that is true. We would go, I think you and I, JD, would go to Pizza Rizzo for the atmosphere because it's a Muppet-themed pizza place, and I'm genuinely curious as to what the heck that even is. Yeah. The pizza is going to be Disney World pizza, but the environment is, I think it's going to be fantastic. Mm. Yeah, uh, looks like they'll also have some Italian sweets and desserts, like cannoli and whatever, some specialty drinks. Ah, the old cannoli. Yeah, they'll have some uh, some beer and some wine there, so... Yeah, it'll, yeah it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be an interesting... They have some like weird lemon drinks. I'm getting all this from Muppet Stuff, by the way, for those of you oh, playing yeah. along at home. Good stuff. Since I like to cite my sources and be nice and all that. Uh, then of course, As you should. Then, of course, we have the mobile Muppet Lab, the Muppet Mobile Lab, uh, unexpectedly returning to Epcot. Wait. I thought it was like a joke. I'm like, really? They're bringing Why that did back? You, say, you said Muppet Mobile Lab? Yeah. Is this how you also say debut instead of debut? Well, mobile <laughs> is said in some places, in some um, parts of the world. Okay, that's fine. It is. I still call it pop instead of soda. That's fine. No, now that's just weird. No, but don't you ever... <laughs> sorry, I, I sometimes say scheduled and things that I borrow from other accents. Well, I was in college once, too. What does that even... Anyway, so the Muppet Mobile Lab... <laughs> it's so much fun, folks. The Muppet Mobile Lab. Now I feel, yes. like I'm, I feel like I'm talking about a handheld laboratory now. Um... I have nothing to say about it other than it just looked like a weird it's animatronic back, right? thing from 2005, which is what it well, was, and they just randomly brought it no, back. No, 2007. 2007, I'm sorry. Yeah, because they were doing it about the time that I started the Muppet cast, ah. and I never saw it in person. Uh, I'm not going to see it in person this time, Loser. but <clears throat> anyone who does it should be great, I think. I mean, it's, it's just a fun little set piece that they roll out. And now, the difference is, and this is what I want to know, the difference is, last time... Dave Goles was actually there in the park, kind of hanging out and, and helping them roll this thing out, quite literally. And he was off-site, remotely doing the voice of Bunsen. Mm. I don't think that's the case this time. Somebody can maybe confirm or disconfirm that. So, how does it work? Is it a pre-recorded track that he's just talking, like, canned lines? Or is there sort of a sound-alike backstage? What's going on? Yeah, I can't seem to find any um, information yeah. on that. Like, if there's a, if there's a sound alike, that's sort of significant. Yeah, right. We need to know that. Well, there is some video of it, so you can listen to that and try. Yeah, to there's some video yeah. yourself, which it is. Were you were you gonna get back to uh, to Muppet Vision 3D? Is that on your list? Uh, no, it's not. But you can talk about it. Okay, so uh, are we good with the the mobile lab? Yes, I'm good with the mobile lab. Okay, good. So, uh, 
My friend and yours, Grandpa Choco, was in the park the other day. Okay, I actually um, don't know him. I only listened to his podcast back when the Henson Company was cool and had a podcast. Ooh, he's doing other shows now, and you should totally oh. listen to his shows. Okay. Yeah, the Grant cast is fantastic. Deal. And Deal. He, he has a whole little uh, group called Saturday Morning Media. All his shows are great. But anyways, oh, so Grant, Grant was just in uh, Disney Hollywood Studios this past Friday. And uh, we're talking about the end of October, if you're listening to this in the future. Hi, by the way, from the past. I'm so sorry and, for um, you guys. I mean, wow, what what you must be experiencing in the future. Oh, geez. I know. I just hope we forget all of, of this by Christmas. But in any case, um, so Grant was in the park and posted some video from the Muppet Courtyard right outside of Muppet Vision 3D and the the, uh, the big fountain, you know, the Miss Piggy fountain where she floats around and there's the other characters there, sure. uh, was not a fountain anymore. It was actually, you know, I, I, I know I'm surprising you with this too, but it was turned into a big planter. What? With Miss Piggy not spitting, but standing atop the middle of the planter with these other plants instead of water and other Muppet characters. All the other Muppet characters have been taken away, and these plants have been, uh, according to my reports, temporarily put there because of uh, the water's... So the water situation, they had to turn off all the water in the pipes going through that area because of Star Wars construction. So if you go to Muppet Vision 3D anytime between now and I don't know when, um, it will be a planter, um, but it should be turned back into a fountain at some point. So if you're listening to us in the far distant future, you can actually tell us if we're right about that or not. But or and as shocking everything as, we just said if you're in the distant I know. future. Uh, but it's as sort of shocking and dismaying as that is because i love that set piece that fountain yeah um when you go into the pre-show room and you watch the little you know the the tv screens with the uh with all the stuff going on in there sweetums is walking around dusting off the set pieces while you're in there now that's pretty cool in my opinion since when since like this past friday at least according to uh to reports from grant yeah Holy crap. Wait, can so people I, like go up to I him know. And, and touch him or I don't that's what I don't know. That's so um, weird. Yeah, speaking of, you know, people running by security and running up to touch a Muppet. Right. That's a walk around Muppet character that's right there, apparently in the pre show area. I don't know if you can interact with him. I sincerely doubt it because he won't have a voice to be able to back up his right. motions, you know what I mean? Um <laughs> and who knows unless how long he's going to be there. Unless the guy inside just does the voice. Sweetums? No, I'm Stan. Well, <laughs> I mean, either that or enough. unless it was uh, unless it was that performer's last day at work. But, um, <laughs> oh. And I wish I could see video of this. So I don't yeah. know if anyone has any of that or not. Maybe they'll send it to you. Yeah, but, someone um, please send video, send video. That made me really happy to think about, because as many times as I want to get up close and personal with Sweetums, maybe that's an opportunity to do that. Or, or So I, I, changes uh, continue to, to come to, to the Muppet area. You don't want to let people get too good a look at that particular puppet, because it's not exactly a great look in Sweetums, if memory serves. It's not terrible, no, it's not. but it's not great, so don't let people see it's, that up close. Don't ruin it. It's fair to Midland. No, it... it it's, it works a lot better in a darkened theater. Yeah. I'll definitely agree with you right. there. But um, um, but I don't know. That seems to be a thing that happened. Yeah, yeah. In Muppet merch, looks like we've got some Muppet Mad Libs coming soon, if you would yeah. like doing those. Mm -hmm. uh, the new 2017 wall calendar is coming out soon with a lot of the same stock photos we're used to seeing. Um, the Disney Store 
is re-releasing the old Muppet plush dolls that they started releasing in 2011. Um, I don't know whether or not we're going to get the Rizzo and Pepe back. I know those were rare, so I don't know about them. Um, we've also got these Muppet Tsum Tsums, or however you say it. Some kind of weird slippers uh, that you're... Or, I or, don't or pillows, understand. Or They're like little bean bags. Bean bags, is that what they are? I don't. I never understood They're that. not even beans. They're just little cotton-filled Yeah, they, things. they come in small sizes and medium sizes if you want to spend more money. But oddly, I believe the only medium ones are Kermit, Piggy, and Ralph. Yeah, there. No, there's a uh, well. The mediums, yeah, the bigger size one. Cause right. There's a smaller one. There's you know, there's an animal and there's a right. Swedish chef. Yeah, so I don't and know they don't, why Ralph gets one of the big ones. I don't. They don't look good. Yeah. They don't look good yeah, at they all. They don't. Uh, there's also a new some kind of print or or canvas or something. I can't pronounce this word. Um, G i c l e e. I guess I'm just not sophisticated or cultured enough. G clay. G clay. Is that what it is? We're gonna go with that. Okay, sure. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's, what is it? it? It's it's a work of art depicting Kermit the Frog called Green is All There Is to Be. It looks pretty cool. Sort of a cartoon-ish Kermit. I'll have to that look this up. I, I, I had no knowledge about this. Yeah, just a nice new expensive decoration that's really fancy if you want to look They're bringing up. back the Muppet Clock, I know that. The the Muppet Show. Oh, are they? Uh, yeah, I'm starting to see that come through my Facebook feed again, so they cool. must be selling that one cool. again. Um... Switching over to Jim Henson Company news, the yeah. there was the Dave Goals tribute event, and Steve, I don't know if you've heard from people who attended that yet, um, but I haven't um, heard too much about it other than what the Henson Company has told me. Yeah, I, I haven't heard a whole lot about that. I've seen, I know uh, Tough Pigs had some folks that went out to that. Yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't wind up going to that. Um, but it seemed like it was a great time. I've seen some pictures, and I don't think I've really seen any video from it, but. Um, I mean, what a great way to honor Dave Goals, who, I mean, he's the last of the old guard who's still out there doing it. Yeah, in a way. And, um, you know, I, he's he's brilliant, and he definitely deserves all the accolades that he received that night and, and any time since then. So It's, it's interesting um, to me that they decided to honor him and put him to work as a performer during the same I know, event. right? It's like, yeah. well, I mean, the, okay, so here's, I, I can kind of get that, though, because... Yeah. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I would rather, any time that there's a stage and there's people up there playing, I would way rather be the person up on stage playing than the person on the floor dancing or trying to dance or trying to look, I wouldn't say cool. I, I would just, let's just say I'd rather be the person performing yeah. than the person in the audience. And I think a lot of performers are wired that way. Well, I, I understand that. What's interesting, though, is that you get some moments on stage when you see characters from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, Fraggle Rock, and The Muppet Show all there at once. I know, like that's a, so cool. It is so cool. I'm looking at this picture right now. So rare. Uh, extremely rare. Had no idea that was going to happen, even though I should have guessed it. Like, I'm looking at this picture here where I see Red Fraggle, Gonzo, Ralph, and um, uh, the frog from uh, from Emmett Otter. Doc. Oh. What what what's his name? Jerry Parks. Oh, shut up. I I on a similar note, I again, I don't want to derail you really, but I forgot to tell you. I went to a puppet slam here in LA a couple weeks ago and I I think I saw Karen Prell there. I didn't walk up to her and say anything, but mm. I'm pretty sure Karen Prell was there. That's that was kind fascinating. Of cool. Yeah. That was and that was the best part of the night because all the puppet performances were really sad. Oh. Okay then. They were very artsy and sad. 
like sad puppets, oh. right, guys? Oh. I mean, who? I there were there were a couple exceptions. Um, yeah, there, there were a couple good people who, um, who were there, but a lot of them were just trying to be really artsy and. Yeah. But well, Karen, I can I, appreciate I'm, that to some extent, but. Well, I know you could. That, that's your thing. <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be the sophisticated one, and yet I can't pronounce mobile. Anyway, my point is that the event raised um, looks like one hundred twenty thousand dollars for the Center for Puppetry Arts. Um, Yay! Yeah, Brian Henson was up there performing in the show too, so it looks like mm-hmm. they're pretty happy about how this went. Um, and with that, we can move on to some more Henson Company news, like the fact that Fraggle Rock is returning to HBO. Fraggle Rock was, is returning to HBO. Uh, also, along the uh, Henson Company lines, did you have on your list uh, Puppet Up has ended its run in Las Vegas? Oh, I forgot about that. I keep forgetting that Puppet Up is a Muppet Okay, thing. we'll come back of to sorts, that. We'll come back to that. More or less. But yes, I'm so excited about Fraggle Rock coming to HBO. Um, it's been remastered for HD, right? I think it has. Yes, they have digitally remastered. I think I remastered. saw that Brian Henson. Yeah, he, Brian. May uh, I read it? Over, yes, just, you've got it in front of you. I'm just making it up. Okay. So, again, this is Jared's writing from the Muppet Mindset. Dance your cares away, folks, because it has just been announced that after close to three decades off our screens, HBO will begin airing digitally remastered episodes of everyone's other favorite TV show with doozers, Fraggle Rock. No, Doozers isn't our favorite show. Come on, he didn't. He didn't write that. He, you made that part. No, up. he did. He. Di- I will oh, have a talk with Jared. Jared about this later. I will talk with him later. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, if it's all right, I'm actually going to give him a phone call later in this show. Is that all right? That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, in a statement by the Jim Henson Company, they revealed that um, Illuminate has created a contemporary look for the series with meticulous attention paid to every detail, sharpening the images, cleaning up the contrast, increasing the vibrancy of the colors, and reformatting for widescreen. Uh-oh. I can't wait. Oh, but they panned and scanned it. They reworked it to fit widescreen I, when it's supposed to be full screen. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I this this is an instance where I I trust the process. Okay. Well, it was all under careful supervision from Brian Henson. Um, That's why. Yeah. So uh, its return is set for late 2016, and I think that that's all that we have. That's all we have for right now, yeah. But the nice thing is it looks like it's going to be uh, streaming through HBO Go and HBO Now and HBO On Demand and all that good stuff. So just by having access to some form of HBO, you have access to digitally remastered episodes of Fraggle Rock. That's And if you sign up for HBO Now, which is what I have, you get the first month free anyway. So Um, go for it. And what's nice, too, is that this means we've got two different Muppet productions on the same channel now. We finally got the Fraggles and Sesame Street together on HBO. What I'm hoping is that eventually HBO that the H in HBO will become Henson and it will just be an all Jim Henson channel. <laughs> That's the goal. Didn't it? Wait. So it'd be like the old Odyssey days again. I don't remember the old Odyssey days, oh. Stephen. Okay, everyone else gets that joke who's my age, but that's okay. I'm so sorry um, that I'm young. I really didn't mean to be. Yeah, it's, it's fine. So, talking about Brian Henson yeah. and Puppet Up right. in Las Vegas. So, I happened to be able to go to the final Puppet Up performance yeah, you saw in that. Las Vegas. It was a great show. It was really sad that it didn't last longer. Um, but it was, uh, well, so I got 
tickets for uh, it was a small theater, great seats. Turns out my seats were better than I thought because they were four seats away from well the producer of the of the show. Oh. And um, so I got to talk with him a little bit about what's going on with the show. Why why is it closing so soon? Uh, apparently, it's not because of audiences. It's because the uh, the marketing budget was just not done the right way, and uh, you know they they paid someone to do a lot of work for them, and that work didn't get done. Mm-hmm. So it was it's really sad because the performers were outstanding. Uh, Brian Henson was even brought on stage to perform some of the old sketches like Java. Oh, great! And I've grown accustomed to your face. Like he and Michael Ustrom were up there actually puppeteering these old classic you know these old classic pieces and uh you know i'm kind of like pinching myself sitting in the audience going oh my gosh i understand what i'm watching here Uh, yeah but it was such a fun show i hope that they continue to tour that around at least the area maybe even the country again who knows um but if you do have an opportunity to go see puppet up oh i can't recommend it highly enough it's so funny you know michael oostrom is actually uh one of the only puppeteers I know of working in the Henson sphere from the state of Delaware um, actually went to school in the same area where I went to school. Um, oh, really? Well, where he went to high school is where my mother went to at least one level of school. They were in the same production of Oliver at that school, he and my mother, weirdly enough. Um, they didn't like know each other at all because their ages were different, but, you know. Wow. Just a fun Muppet fact there. For, I don't Michael Lustrum. I don't think I've ever mentioned that fact on the uh, on the podcast before. I don't know how that never came Making up. Making it happen. But, you know, just one weird little connection that I have to the Henson world. Uh, the Henson Company's also been releasing some merchandise lately that I'll just list, and if anything is interesting, we can talk about it. If not, we can okay. go buy it. Um, so they're releasing, uh, looks like a new comic series in the Storyteller comic family on Giants. Okay. A four-part series. Um, we're getting Dark Crystal action figures. They're called reaction figures. They're supposed to be all posable and stuff. They look pretty cool. They're, okay, cool. They're being made by Funko, but they're not the normal Funko Pop figures. These are different. Oh. We also have that book, Labyrinth, The Ultimate Visual History, which I think has already come out. I'm fairly certain there's a review of that book on uh, the Muppet Mindset. And okay, cool. Then, of course, best of all, this is my favorite. There is now a Jareth the Goblin King Halloween costume. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. that's it's, It looks just as ridiculous as you would hope. And, of course, it does. This, yeah. this merchandise, it's also available for you to take a look at on Muppet stuff. With that... Just looking over my plan for the show here, I think we can take a commercial break. All right, back after this. Everybody up! Only 10 hours, beauty sleep. Today we go to the park! Wow! Babies are soft, cuddly, and cute as can be. Muppet Babies. Oh no, the gal Piggy. McDonald's presents presents. Did someone say presents? A present for mom? I once got a present. Wow, <laughs> special delivery. I'll look for the present. Somewhere else. 
When you buy your kids McDonald's Happy Meal featuring Muppet Babies, they get a Muppet Babies figure with a push toy different Muppet Babies can share, plus neat cutouts on the box. Kermit, surf's up. McDonald's Happy Meal featuring Muppet Babies. Collect all four. Including one. <laughs> so, Steve, you're pretty familiar with, uh, with Star Trek Deep Space Nine, right? I am, yes. Yeah, so, weird question. Um... What would it take for you to decide that in spite of her faults, you would want to vote for Vedic Wynn to become the next Kai of Bajor? I'm asking this for for a what? friend. I, I'm... Hmm? N- n- nothing. Uh, J.D., I, th- I think we're back. Hmm? Oh, hey, we're back. Ah, yes. Great. We're back. Wow. And so now that we're here... I think Welcome that, back to the name of this show. Yes, whatever it's called. Well, I think that now that we're here, it would be a very good time to introduce sort of a reworked segment for of a reworked edition of an old segment, an old standby. In, you mean uh, a rebooted a, thing? A, a reboot. I'm presenting a reboot okay. is what I'm trying to say. It's that old segment, uh, Bad Muppet Theater. You know that oh, one. Oh, yes. Bad Muppet Theater. Yes, except now... Because, I don't remember. Okay. okay, go ahead. Okay, well now, because of the American presidential election, it looks like it's time for Bad Muppet Theater, Great Moments in History Edition. But only the American parts? But only the American parts. Okay. Great moments in history, but only the American parts. Hey everybody, let's all get together and make a country called America. Okay. Hey, Jared. Jared, you there? What? What? Is that who? What's happening? Hey, Jared. Yeah, Jared Fairclough. It's me, JD. Jade Scrubs? N- no, other JD. JD from um, uh, 11 Point Collar. How did you Let's get Talk this, Muppets. How did you get this number? It's, you know, it's, that's, it's 3 a.m. Well, that's just because you're living in, like, Narnia time zone or something like that. Not important right now. The important thing is I was just reading through your article um on the Muppet Mindset about Fraggle Rock returning to HBO. I was talking about it with Steve. For for some reason, I was struck by this sentence where you said, HBO will begin airing digitally remastered episodes of everyone's other favorite TV show with doozers, Fraggle Rock. I thought that was just, I mean, Steve and I thought that was kind of crazy. Like, what, what would the other show be? Of course, it's Fraggle Rock that's our favorite, right? Sure, sure. It's, what about doozers? That was a great animated show. Yeah, but it's not Fraggle Rock. That's the point. No. Well, all right. Well, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm I just wanted tired, to. Just... I wanted to call and give you a chance to correct that article if you wanted to. But apart from that, we've really enjoyed uh, reading your writing. You do a good job. Oh, thank you very much. What a nice, pleasant surprise this is. Well, since I already have you on the line, and I don't seem to be keeping you from anything, uh, I was wondering if you wanted to give us, you know, any input or any opinions of yours on the recent Muppet news, like, um, uh, how about that Muppet Babies reboot? How great's that? I'm really excited for that. 
And what makes you excited and not horribly terrified, may I ask? Well, I think it's nice that a new generation is going to get, you know, such a classic, um, well, their own version of such a classic series. I mean, I don't know a lot of Muppet Babies. I haven't seen a lot of it in the past. But, you know, what's the problem with bringing it back? A lot of people seem quite upset about it, uh, which I thought was pretty silly. Um, I actually read one person uh, say that they were worried it was going to be too childish. Okay, it is a children's show on Disney Junior, but I'll let you have that one, whatever. But I think it's great. I'm excited. I, uh, I hope they get some of the original cast back. I mean, a lot of them are still around. You mean the original voice cast? Yeah, the original voice cast. I'd like to see, uh, I don't know, Howie Mandel. He did some of it. Uh, Dave yeah. Coulier, he's back in fine form on Full House. Or whatever they're calling it now. Whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, I mean, there and is I mean, a... you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Skeeter, so if Skeeter's not, not back, I'm going to write. Then, of course, there's the new female character they're adding, that sheep thing, purple. Oh, yeah, whatever. I've forgotten her name. And, and then uh, Granny is now going to be a younger, hipper Miss Granny or something weird she... like that. What well, I mean, well, she wasn't a granny though, was she? Was she? Wasn't she just the nanny? I always thought of her as fairly young. I mean, she had sort of, you know, although nowadays those sort of tights that she used to wear would be more used for young hipsters rather than old ladies. And I think now so it's going to be more of a hipster. Just come around. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm okay with that. I have no emotional attachment to nanny, so whatever they want to make it. It's so interesting, the difference between your view on it and Steve's view on it, because he grew up with it, so he's so emotionally attached to it and is so worried that it's going to get ruined. Well, I didn't grow up with it. Well, he is in his mid-60s. So That's true. There is the fact that he is a geezer. That does, that does change things a little bit, yeah. Um, what about the Muppets in Walt Disney World? Not the TV special, I mean, like, the new developments there. The uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, great moments in american history i've watched both of those and they seem like a lot of fun um i'm really impressed with the puppetry on it like i'm very impressed with the puppetry more so than anything else um it seems like those people who are doing the puppets behind uh, under the windowsill obviously got trained and trained hard and i wouldn't be surprised if they've spent time with like steve and um dave and eric because they had the movements down pat. I mean, there's one moment where, you know, I think Piggy's talking and Kermit's not even remotely the focus, and he was doing everything Kermit would do. He was reacting how Kermit would react. He was moving how Kermit would move. And so I think more so than anything else, the uh, the puppeteers need to be recognised. Right. Well, before Steve comes back from the bathroom, I did want to... Uh, let you know that Stevethy tells me that apparently we, like the three of us, would be familiar with some of the names involved in this production, and I think oh, that extends really? to the puppeteering side of it as well to some extent. Okay, that's interesting. Like these are these I mean, are pros. This is of, not their first rodeo. I know some Henson people have worked at Disneyland doing uh, like the Disney Junior stage shows and stuff like that, doing puppetry. So, obviously, there's a connection there, but, all right, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then Sesame Street, getting a new documentary. Yeah, Street Gang. Um, I'll be very interested to see how it goes. Um, if it's based off the book, I'm going to 
sound not very nice, but I don't love the book. You really don't sound very nice. No, I look. I didn't mind the book. It's just if anyone going to mention you, like we saw their whole backstory. I mean, I wasn't interested in that book until about halfway through. I only read it because I kind of had to. I see. Yeah, if if memory serves, I wasn't particularly involved in the Muppet fan community at the time when that came out. I was significantly yep. younger, and so. Um, yeah, I really didn't have as strong of an obligation, so I've only read... Uh, I mean, I've read several chapters, not necessarily all in order. I've read chunks of different chapters throughout the second half, so I don't think that I've read every single portion of that book, but I'm pretty familiar with it. And some parts of it grabbed me, some parts of it didn't. I'm glad that the book exists and documents all this history that would otherwise be lost, mm -hmm. but I think that the documentary is going to take things in a different direction. I hope so. I mean, as long as, as, uh, as they said, it's all focused on John Stone, um, Joan Gans Cooney, and, of course, Jim Henson. And as long as it sticks on those three and doesn't give us backstories on every other person who's briefly mentioned, I think we'll be okay. We're, we're getting a whole entire half hour of the documentary just devoted to the childhood of the cameraman. That wouldn't surprise me. That's the thing. Because, no, I mean, I'm, reading that book, that was, that was as much as we much all, what was happening in the book. As much as we all love him, since he's been there since the beginning, um, oh, and is, is affectionately known for sleeping on the staircase, um, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Is there anything else no. that, that uh, is coming to your memory right now in the middle of the night that seems interesting to well, talk about? One thing I want to uh, more promote... Uh, be only because I put my blood, sweat, and tears into it. That's fair. Uh, is a silly little video I've done for the website, MuppetMindset.com. Little throw a little promo in there. Yeah. Um, I've done a silly video where I've made a Kermit the Frog jack-o'-lantern. Uh, it's sort of like, uh, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, I guess. Uh, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into it, as I said. I almost uh, shot myself in the face last night editing the whole thing. But it's up, and I want as many people as I can get to go and look at it, just because otherwise I won't have done it in vain. And speaking of that video, why do you already have a Christmas book out? I mean, come on. You're just jumping the gun here, really. Just, I have to get, have to get you know, ahead of the game. But apart from that, it's an interesting looking kitchen you have there. It is, a, it's, a, it's a great little kitchen. Okay, and then there's also the... Uh, a Muppet Show moments series that you did on the Muppet Mindset that I was happy to make a little contribution to, if memory serves. Yes, that was great. Uh, so I had 40 people give me their favorite Muppet moments. I had um, people like from the fan community, like yourself and Steve and uh, Joe and Ryan from Tough Pigs. And then I got um, Cheryl Henson, which was quite Ooh. a big get. I was very excited about that. Uh, Dave Goals, who I did not expect at all to respond to my email and was right. the second person to do it. Uh, and then Kirk Thatcher, Peter Linz, uh, Tyler Bunch. So, yeah, that was a really great little series. I was really happy with how that turned out. Yeah, yeah. We've got a great, uh, a great community of people, I think, here in the Muppet fan world. We really do. Even people who don't mind being called up in the middle of the night. That's really great. No. Now, 
you know, if I can get back to sleeping, I was in happy oh. little dreamland. Yes, right. Yeah, I should, uh, I should let you do that. Well, anyway, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate your contribution to what we're trying to do here. It was a pleasure. Just next time, give me some warning. Don't call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay, fair deal. I'll do that next time. Goodbye, Jared. Good night. Okay, that was fun. And all that's left That for was us, a lot of stuff that just happened right that now. That was a lot of stuff that just happened right wow. there. Wow. I think all that's left for you and I to talk about, Stephen, is the Sesame Street stuff. Okay. So, Steve, I'm afraid I have some Sesame Street news that I don't think you're going to like. Oh, no. All right. What? Elmo's World is coming back. What? Yeah. Elmo's World uh, is returning, and it's in a new format where everything's on a blue screen with weird CGI animations and stuff. Oh, so it's just like it used to be. Okay. Well, but in a different way, because the way wait, 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 it hold used on, hold to on. be looked wait, more... I, I mistook this. I misunderstood what you said. Um, I, I'm My reaction may have been a little bit uh, too soon. So what you were telling me, <laughs> what you were obviously telling me was that Elmo's World isn't further encroaching on Sesame Street. It's its own production. They're not taking a 30-minute show and making half of it into Elmo's World. Surely that's what you meant. No, actually, as I understand it, they are making Elmo's World a segment in season 47 of Sesame Street. Oh, okay. okay. Um, well, Dorothy is nowhere to be seen, but he's going to be talking to his smartphone. Well, that's a little more updated. I mean, kids don't have fishes uh, anymore. They just have phones. Man, come okay. on. All right. So apparently Bill Irwin is reprising his role as Mr. Noodle. I mean, children don't need to interact with their environment. Clearly, they just need to be on their cell phones. Exactly. So right. Bill Irwin is reprising his role as Mr. Noodle, but then there are going to be other, basically, Mr. Noodles. Um, like the, the Noodle family? Yeah, well... We already had a noodle family in the original Elmo's World. There were already three of them, and now it looks like we have more. And also dogs in the family. I don't understand that. But anyway, there's like a whole... uh, Does Mr. Noodle have a poodle? Oh my god, does Mr. Noodle have a poodle? I don't know. I need to look that up. Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) I hope Mr. Noodle has a poodle. (laughs) And maybe his favorite thing to do is doodle. Oh, gosh. So anyway, I've got to make this entertaining somehow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we have a season 47 sizzle reel out there now. It's all coming to HBO in January. And looks like we're going to see a bunch of celebrities ranging from Sia to Little Big Town to James Corden. I don't really care about any of the celebrities they have on Sesame Street these days. I'm just going to move on. Okay. What's more important in Sesame Street news is, of course, the fact that we're getting a street gang documentary. Ah, yes. I am very happy. In fact, if you just listen to the, uh, I I just did an interview on the Muppet cast that came out today. Oh, did you? With the, I did, yes, with the filmmakers, with the executive producer and director of that project. You were Um, really fast to get them on your show. Well, yeah. But in any case, um, yeah, they are real, they're, they're making the right movie. Oh, great. Like, they're taking the book. I mean, it's a huge book, and I asked them this. Like, how are you going to take a book that size with that number of stories in it and narrow it down? But they're basically, I mean, they're conducting all new interviews. It's not just a compilation of old footage. I mean, it's, it's going to be some older footage because they're telling the origin story of Sesame Street in a film. Yeah. Uh, but this sounds so cool. All right. 
I'm actually going to read the description um, real fast, or rather the news article reporting it. Sesame Street, the most beloved children's series of all time, is the subject of a new independent documentary. The film will allow fans the ultimate inside look in the creation of the longest-running children's series. Macrocosm Entertainment, in association with Citizen Skull Productions, is proud to announce the production of Street Gang, a feature documentary based in part on the 2008 New York Times bestselling book by Michael Davis profiling the creation and history of Sesame Street. <gasps> The producers have launched an Indiegogo campaign to help fund the ambitious project with truly one-of-a-kind rewards. Street Gang will be directed by Marilyn Agrello, director of the festival award-winning Mad Hot Ballroom. Agrello will have access to Sesame Street archives through Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit, well, you know, uh, and the Jim Henson Company. Using Isn't new it funny how they always say we? They always have to say the part that we know. The uh, Sesame Workshop is the nonprofit organization right. yes. behind Sesame. Like we couldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the website that recording this uh, that was reporting this just didn't do a very good job at explaining it. This is from MuppetCast.com, by the way. So you can send oh, them a yes. nasty letter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Steve, sure. for playing right Chris in my will, hands. Chris will have words with you next no, time I, we no, all meet up. I'm sure it's written. Perfectly well, Chris, as far as I'm concerned. It's just Steve who doesn't appreciate it. Oh, God. That's all it is, Chris. Uh-huh. We love you, Chris. Chris Harris, everybody. Yeah. No, really, he does write these things very well. You know, not to, I say this all the time, and of course I intend to derail you, but not to derail you, uh, but Chris also has a great article written about his collection of Muppet shirts. Mm. He owns over 100 Muppet shirts, wow. and there's a reason why, and there's a great story behind it. So head out to MuppetCast.com and read that story by Chris Harris. That is fantastic. Mm. You know, one of the film's Indiegogo campaign goals, in addition to creating new animation and music, is to raise funds to rebuild the Season 1 Sesame Street set, taking the audience Way back Way to in not time. be derailed, by the way. Good job. Additionally, the filmmakers will donate 15% of the net proceeds of the crowdfunding campaign to Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit educational media organization behind Sesame Street. Okay, wait, didn't it also say earlier in this article, Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit behind Sesame Street? I don't know, you said it was really well written. It, so. I, I said that, and then I read it. Anyway, it looks like it's Actually, going to be you a know, very it, good... This is all taken from the press release that we all got, so it's just... That's, that's just fair. how you, you have to say it that way. You just do. It's true. Yes. Anyway, I don't have too much left from Sesame Street News, other than there well, is... Well, you forgot to mention that a portion of the proceeds also go to the Yellow Feather Foundation. That's true. Foundation, the, the Yellow Feather which, Fund, uh, which helps the world's most yeah. vulnerable children grow smarter, stronger, and kinder. So 15% of everything they raise from Indiegogo, which at this point is over $50,000, they're trying to get to 100, they're over the halfway point, but 15% of whatever they raise is going to the Yellow Feather Foundation. That's really cool. That's really nice. It looks like there's also a contest by an artist named Jean Lun Yang. It's... He works for Sesame Workshop. Yes. It's He's a, very good. Yes, it's a Sesame Street fan art contest based on the monster at the end of this book. I imagine you've heard of that book before. I might have read it once or twice. Yeah, maybe. It was one of my favorites growing up. So I'm struggling to understand from this what exactly it is. It looks like he's asking artists to make their own fan art based on the book, and then what happens is the winners will get a special code 
for the app version of the book. Oh, okay. So that's the idea. So you can be submitting that artwork somehow. It's not. Oh, here we go. All you have to do is tweet your pictures with the hashtag Monster45. Okay. So that's the do way that have, that works. Do you have a, a website or a uh, something to, to point to the um, Indiegogo campaign? Because if you don't, I do. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to move away from that too soon. Oh, it's okay. No, uh, just go to Sesame. I mean, sorry, I'm not. Streetgangmovie.com. And from there, because uh, the link is a little long, so just go to streetgangmovie.com and then you can click over to the Indiegogo campaign. Okay. And so I think that covers all of those except for the 2016 Christmas special. And I don't really have much to talk about there because I know virtually nothing about the 2016 Sesame Street Christmas special. I don't think we have a title yet, but there is a new Christmas special coming from Sesame Street at some point towards the end of this year, probably. Great. Yes. I just don't have any information. Not much has been released. We didn't even know when it was going to come out until that was revealed, I think, on Instagram by one of the performers. Yeah. In Sesame Street merchandise, I'm not going to go through all that because Sesame is always releasing new merchandise, but there will be a limited edition new vinyl printing of the Sesame Road album. Very limited, but that's a fun album. Ooh. It, it's it a nice, a fun classic album. Sesame Street album. So with that, I think we've gone through just about all of the news, and that leaves us with one very important thing to do, a staple of J.D. Hansel Podcast. Steve, do you know what that is? Uh, I'm kind of scratching my head. What are we... What what is that? It's the online podcast petition... Yeah. Not ringing any bells? Uh, not yet. Okay, perhaps, perhaps it'll sound familiar if I word it this way. <clears throat> the online petition report. Oh, the online petition report, of course. Yeah, that's, Of course, that's, that's what I meant to remember the whole time, yes. Right, exactly. And so now, right. to briefly, or as fast as I can, read through all of the petitions that we have here. Do we have any petitions that need to be added? You really want to do this? Yes. We haven't done this in so long. Have there been any additions? There haven't. I don't think so. Well, not since... Uh. It's it's been we made additions but we didn't read through the whole list. So now you you get to hear the whole list with the additions that we made back in April. Because this is still relevant. Right. Well, no, I think okay. part of what's interesting about it is to hear how many of these aren't relevant anymore because we were so into that Muppet show when it was around okay, before that it died. Will actually be interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Based on that and in the spirit of that. Right. Exactly. Proceed. Okay. The petition to keep the Fraggle Rock movie in Fraggle Rock. Now we don't have to worry about that because that movie's just not going to happen. Um, I say with confidence because we haven't heard anything else about it. Uh, there's the petition to get FrogFan76 on the new Muppet Show on ABC. That's not going to happen. The petition to get Frank Oz a bodyguard to punch anyone who asks if Frank will do the voice. I appreciate that. The petition to make Sam Engel... That in- happened recently. By the way, did did you hear that happened? What do you mean? Not that he he didn't punch someone in the face, right. but there was, he was on. Um, wait, wait, wait! Don't tell me. Or he was on. He was on one of those NPR yeah, shows. Well, that was like a year ago. No, no, no! That was recent. 
uh, that recently happened it again. Happened twice somebody, on the same show on NPR. I I'd have to go back and look at the date, but I think I read a transcript of this happening very recently. I could be wrong, probably am, but uh, I was yeah reading through and they were the, the hosts and I forget exactly who they Paula Poundstone was one of the hosts. Paula Poundstone. Comedian, this was September but, um, of 2015. Okay, never mind. Keep going. <sighs> the petition to make Sam Eagle and Janice, also known as Samus, a couple, not going to happen. The petition to kill off Statler. Why did we think of that? <laughs> Samus could still happen. It could. I'm sorry. Right. Wait a minute. It could. That okay. All right. As long as we're. You're right. Okay, the good. petition to kill yes. off Astoria, the petition to remove Fozzie from approximately 50% of the episode's B or C stories. I think they did that. The petition to add Big Mean Carl to various awkward situations. The petition to see Clifford make a cameo. No. The petition to put Chris Rock on 30 Rock. That show's really canceled, so that's not going to happen. Uh, the petition to make Ryan Dozier the head writer for The Muppets. The petition uh, to show the breakup between Gonzo and Camilla. The petition to produce Godzilla versus Mothra. I still want to see that. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I forgot about that one. The petition, the petition to have Alice Cooper on the new show as a guest star. Uh, bring back Hilda. Give Ralph his own advice segment in each episode. Start each episode with a Brian Henson intro, a la Best of the Muppet Show DVDs. Yes. Put Frog Fit. Well, I already made one, you know, for I know. for the show. You did. But Brian, it was good. Brian should... I wish Brian would record... You and Joe Hennis both did great Brian Henson impressions. Yeah, I think his were a little more clever than mine, honestly. I couldn't help but feel like I was stealing from his. Um, but I wish that Brian, just for the fun of it, would surprise us by releasing a video in which he re-records himself, both oh my, my impression and Joe's impression. That would, that be, would be so hilarious. perfect. And throw in his own new ones. So, uh, let's see. Uh, put FrogFan76 in charge of the Jim Henson Company. Get a robe for Ken. Make obsessive Henson fan disorder an actual medical thing. Get Kermit to give an explanation of the afterlife at my memorial service. Add Tutter to the cast of the new Muppet Show. Rename the series to The Uncle Deadly Show. Produce Uncle Deadly's fashion line. Add at least one scene in this season with Robin. Hey, they gave him an episode. That was pretty cool. They did? Yes. Uh, make Walter the new host of Up Late with Miss Piggy. I wish they had done the ending with Walter that I suggested in which he shows I up know. in the last credit yeah. roll. Yeah. Send Steve and myself coffee mugs from Up Late with Miss Piggy. Someone sent you one, yeah. Um, they got to have Tom Hanks as a guest star on the new Muppet Show, have Frank Oz as a guest star on Up Late with Miss Piggy. Uh, there's the petition to learn to fly with Tom Petty. For some reason, instead, we learned to fly with... Um, um, help me. Who did we learn to fly with on the new Muppet Show? Oh, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, yes. Um, I'll take that one. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Uh, let's see. There's the petition to send me piggy water and hogwash. The petition to add Big Mean Carl's performance of um, his full performance of Twas the Night Before Christmas to the season DVD release. Where is the season DVD release? I'm adding that Not to the list. Happen. Not release. That is one you can add. Yes, release the Muppets on DVD. Okay. Um, uh, there's the petition to get Ken to cut his nails. Petition to uh, get Paul Williams to cameo in a Star Wars movie. Uh, to make Lumberjack Jedi spin-off productions. <laughs> to produce anti-lightsabers that function as controlled black holes. Uh, how drunk were we when we I, made this How list? drunk uh, were you? Geez. I don't drink. I'm just naturally loopy. Uh, there's the petition to kill Pache. Um, the petition to get well, Steve sense. Swanson and J.D. Hansel to make a list of requests for season two. We never did that. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. We can make that one happen. Um, 
to show more comedy from Gonzo, Rizzo, and Pepe, to put Big Mean Carla in the Muppet Madness Tournament. You really let me down there, Steve. To end episode 13 of Let's Talk Muppets. How long were we going that we made a petition to end the episode? <laughs> uh, Something tells me it was a little long. It was a little yeah. long. Not unlike this show. Um, we need to find out the accuracy of Pepe's knee hole for smelling. You remember that right. scene? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. I remember. This, the yeah. petition to bring back the Muppets for a second season. I don't know why that didn't happen. I mean, I believed. I believed. There's the petition to never do another presidential election, Muppet or otherwise. Yes. There's the petition to do another presidential election. And then there's the petition to never do another presidential election. And finally, the petition to release the Muppets season one on DVD. That's okay. it. That's the whole list. And That's good. so all that we're left with now is that classic segment, A Toast and a Roast. So, Steve, of yes. all of the people who have made the news that we just talked about on this show, who would you like to toast? Oh, my God. Um, you know what? I would actually like to toast uh, Trevor Crafts and Marilyn Agrello. Oh. For making the new Sesame, I mean, the, the new Street Gang movie, because I think they're going to do a great job. Uh, I've heard a lot about what they're going to do with it, and you will too when you listen to the Muppet cast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really jealous that they get to do it, and I don't. Yeah, yeah. They should just invite us on for a little portion of the movie that interviews the crazy Muppet fans. Well, one of them lives in LA, and Ooh. their offices are in LA, and I live very close to LA, so. Hopefully, there'll be some Muppet cast coverage of me going out there and hanging out. And I, I don't know. Uh, it seems like we might have some opportunities to really kind of cover this movie as, as it gets made. We'll see. Hmm. Yeah. And who would you like to roast? Or should I do my toast first? Uh, go ahead and do your toast first. Okay. I am going to toast. Hmm. This is hard. I should have thought of this in advance. I feel dumb now. Um, cause you had a nice safe choice. That's Thank the you. Thing. You had a, you like, I thought I thought so too. You you already yeah. had something set up for you. Someone who it made sense for you to toast. I don't yeah. really have anyone who it makes sense for me to toast. Do you, you want to think about it? I, no, I'm not going to think about it because I think I can toast anyone involved in delivering this news to us. So I am going to toast the Muppet fan sites who reported this news. I am particularly going to be toasting a Christopher Harris. Yes. Now that's a toast that really deserves toasting. Yes. Indeed. Cheers. That's good. Cheers. Yeah. All right. And your roast? That brings us... Uh, my roast is Muppet Babies, actually. Mm. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, because, I again, I don't think it should be made. Wait, which I'm Muppet not Babies? A fan the of original this... Muppet Babies? No, you're to- not you're, the original. You're roasting the, the Muppet the... Babies reboot? Yeah, the reboot. Yes. I'm roasting the fact that it's gotten this far and that it seems like it's actually going to happen because it doesn't need to and it shouldn't happen. So that I am actually, I'm roasting, folks, the Muppet Babies, but only the idea of the rebooted Muppet Babies. You know, that's fair. Thank you. That's fair. And I think so. I am going to roast J.D. Hansel because... For whatever reason, J.D. forgot to mention on his podcast that there is going to be a screening of Muppet Christmas Carol 
coming up on Saturday, November 26th at the uh, Warner Theater. And I feel like I should have mentioned that at some point. You mean the Warner Theater in San Pedro? In Torrington, Connecticut? Oh, never mind. Okay. There... I just went to the Warner Theater out in San Pedro, California last night where they played old silly symphonies, Walt Disney cartoons with a live orchestra playing the music. So that's why I was like, my ears perked up. Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard about that. That was a lot of fun. Good time. And I I read about something similar in a book recently. The night before that, I went out to the Hollywood Bowl to see Nightmare Before Christmas with the orchestra actually playing and Danny Elfman singing and yeah, it was a good yes, time. Pee Wee Herman was there and I, I noticed that you had done that and I wonder how are you always at the Hollywood Bowl? Like, is there just we stood a- out by the artist exit and watched? Uh, I mean, Danny Elfman was you know three feet away from me when he walked out. I mean, he didn't stop and say, but it's just it's neat to see those people, you know. And yeah. it's it's kind of cool. But, yeah, how are you just um, always there at the Hollywood Bowl? Like, do they just is there just a great big door that's just I've only for been Steve there like Swanson? three times, you know. I thought it was four. Nope, it's only three. It's only three? Okay. Only three, yeah. Then you make very interesting choices when you go. Well, I mean, I try to pick good shows. I mean, that's the thing. There's always... I'm changing my roast. I'm roasting Steve's choices in I shows knew you were the gonna Hollywood do this, Bowl. Because you just can't stand me being happy. No, it's not that I can't stand you being happy. I can't stand <laughs> you being happy when I'm not happy, which is all of the time. Right. That's the problem here. So, you know what? I'm going to change my roast to J.D. Hansel. So, there. No, you can't take that. That was already my roast. Jerk. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad that you had a good time. I'm not jealous of you for going to see the Nightmare Before Christmas show or anything. It's not like no, you I'm just can't hand, You just can't handle much. when good things happen to me. That's all. Well, maybe if you didn't brag about it. And never mind. I'm sorry. We're not going to get into this on air. This is a discussion for off air. Uh, uh, and with that, I'm afraid we're going to be closing the show. You know, as we close the show. Yes. I'm just thinking. Mm. I mean, we've we've re- we we've rebooted this idea a couple times now. Yes. And it just. You mean the the, the Muppet News Flash podcast? Yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like a good idea at the time, and, and I mean, really, it hasn't been. It, it's it's been a long time since you and I have actually recorded together, and I, it's true, a very long time. Yeah, this is why, right here. What um, do you mean? So it just it it feels like th- this whole Muppet newscast idea. Like maybe maybe we should just kind of set this one to rest. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think that the problem with it is that. We rebooted this show, even though it wasn't really necessary to reboot this show. Right. See, exactly. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, especially because we added all the CGI this time around. Like, really, that's starting to get on my nerves. Yeah. It didn't add anything to the storytelling. Um, The songs were terrible. And and our, our new cast member, I mean, it was a nice try, but it just didn't work. I'm I'm sorry, Bobby. Yeah, and, uh, it, yeah. It, just, it just didn't work out. So I think that you're right. It's time to go ahead and put this show um, No, it's it's time to send Bobby the Bovine out to pasture. It's time for saying yeah. goodbye. It is time for saying goodbye. Going away. Yes. We're really ending this show on a bummer. <laughs> it's like a double bummer. Well, it's, it's really bad for Bobby the Bovine, but... Yeah, that's true. I mean, really bad. Sorry, yeah. Bobby. <laughs>
And with that, we come to the end of another show. So, hey, we hey, made it. We made it to another show. So, I'm JD Hansel. You can find me at MuppetHub.com. That's right, MuppetHub.com. You can send me an email at me, M E, at MuppetHub.com because I stole it from Steve. You can follow me on Twitter at JD11PC and find us on Facebook at MuppetHub.com slash Facebook. Find us on YouTube at MuppetHub.com slash YouTube and so on and so forth. Steven? And I'm Steve Swanson. You can find me at MuppetCast.com, and my email address is me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. For any comments and questions about the MuppetCast, the Muppets, or anything else, I'm doing a new MuppetCast Mailbag Monday show. Now, it's not every Monday, but it's a lot of Mondays. So if you have comments or questions, especially that you would like me to answer on that show, again, the email address is me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. You can find me at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places, at Muppet cast. Okay, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed your mailbag show, Steve. I forgot to mention this, but that actually feels like it's Thank a, you. It really feels like it's a return to the classic days of the Muppet cast. It does a very nice classic Thank you very much. feels to it. Uh, very nostalgic, very pleasant. I've enjoyed it a lot. It's so much fun to do, and, and I'm I'm trying to fr- to kind of like frame the shows in a way that even if you aren't like intimately familiar with the Muppets like you and I are, it's sort of it's answering fan questions, but it's also like a Muppets 101 kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It, it does work yeah. well that way. Thank you. Yeah, I think every now and again I'm a little bit surprised when I hear the Muppets 101 stuff and something pops up that I didn't quite know in an area that I think I know pretty well. It's interesting. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, there's you, always, you there's always something fun, more. Uh, a lot of fun putting that together and researching that and adding more information to it. It is a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. So... So there's a new episode right now with the filmmakers behind the new Street Gang documentary, and hopefully next week, next Monday, there might be a new mailbag out there. Okay, cool. And I don't know what's coming soon from Muppet Hub, actually. I think that we're looking at, hopefully, some Center for Puppetry Arts video within the next month or two. Yes. That kind of depends on Steve, but hopefully it that'll depends be on, on the me, Muppet but yes. YouTube channel or the Muppet Cast YouTube channel. I can go either way. Um... And I think I'm working on a Labyrinth article that I'm hoping to write up, though that might also end up on the Muppet Cast rather than on Muppet Hub. I. Ooh. Yeah, well, we talked about that, Steve. Don't sound so surprised. We did. We did. That's right. And I'm just. I'm feigning surprise to, you know, stoke the excitement. Thank here. you. Thank you. And I have another production, another podcast production in the works for jdhansel.com that has been for a while. And. I will find something else to do to put another fun podcast out at some point soon. So I think that's all I've got. Okay. Goodbye, JD. What? Come is, back soon what is that? and unite the rock with music. What is? What is that? Oh gosh! If you only grew up in the eighties. Never yeah, mind. I'm so sorry for not growing up in the eighties. That's all I've got to say. I'm JD Hansel, and I'm a great moment in history. That was Fraggle Rock. Come on, man. Not ringing any bells. Not even, That's when Moki became a bell. minstrel. That's Moki and the Minstrels. When she left and Wembley goes up to her and goes, Good, uh, he's trying to think of a song. Uh, goodbye, Moki. Come back soon and unite the rock with music. You know what's weird? And she says, Though you'll be the first one I unite, Wembley, which is a weird thing to say, by the way. But that's exactly how the scene happened. Okay, I'd just like to point out that I think I've seen that particular episode of Fraggle Rock more than any other episode, and I have no recollection of that at all. Well, you're just not as big of a fan. 
That is not true. I'm just stupid. There's a difference. <laughs> uh. <sighs>